The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. Right, right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as usual, in a very colorful attire tonight, AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? Well, since I didn't get to go on vacation, I might as well look like I just came from vacation. Got to, got to represent my my boy Trey Mancini here. Yeah, and man. Rose. Kicking some ass in the uh, the home run derby there, hit a buzzsaw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then uh, you know, Pete Alonso just decided to you know breathe towards the baseballs, and they just flew out of the stadium. Yeah, he was like so, dancing in between pitches. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> no. I like it. I, it was I, fun. I, it was really fun to watch. But you're like, how in the hell? <laughs> yeah, he was having a good time, and. I, I like it, man. I think it's good for the game and, and uh, you know, gets people maybe a little more interested in it because I, I know, like you, I was completely out of baseball last year. I just did not. I, yeah, last year was done. This year has been a little rough for me. Um, I haven't been into it as much as I as I usually do um, or mm-hmm. usually am. Uh, but, it, yeah, that, that was definitely one of the far far or one of the one of the more entertaining homer derbies I've seen in a long time. Yeah, um, it was it was great, man. I, very I fun. What what of it that I saw? I missed uh, a, a lot of the first rounds, but uh, caught on to it after that and just kept watching. And yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was a really really good one. And, I mean, it helped that Mancini was going far, but like honestly, even without yeah. him, it was still very entertaining. Like all the matchups that were like by one home run or two home runs each, like it was super close, it was super entertaining. And these guys were just out, I mean, out with cores, and they removed the uh, humidifier thing, the humidor or whatever they call it. Uh, <laughs> these guys were yeah, launching the ball five hundred and twenty feet. Juan Soto, congrats to that one, man. That record is yeah. not being broken until they get back to cores. Uh, that's uh, incredible. Yeah. Um, it, it was nuts. I mean, just it, it, the the thing I didn't like about it was the 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 side by side screen because the guys are just up there talking about, oh, well, there's a good one, and you don't know which freaking ball they're talking about. The things are flying left and right, and. And some of the swings, I mean, especially with Mancini, you know, he was in that like fast pitch, fast swing. Oh, mode. right. Yeah. It was like, and oh, just like, that one's out. Wait, 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 which one's it, out? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get is, you. Is it in? Is it, and then they just like randomly pan over to kids in the outfield trying to shag balls. And it's like, it's hard to follow. It is, but it's so fun. It's so yeah, fun it was, to see those like monster moonshots, man. It was good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we got a great show tonight. We're going to be talking about the AFC West. Uh, we got a great guest, Troy King, with us. Uh, before we get rolling, though, just want to remind everybody to follow us on your favorite platform, YouTube, uh, Anchor, iTunes, Slacker, um, Spotify, you name it, man. We're, we're there. So uh, go ahead and follow us, rate us, whatever you got to do. Uh, and then real quick, uh, you know, we we had that fundraiser open for uh, for MS. We were We were raising money for MS for the last few weeks. 
We raised $1,517, everybody. So uh, that was great. Fantastic to send that. Um, So I'm super happy to be able to do that. But anyway, man, let's jump into this show uh, and bring on our guest, Troy King. What is up, man? Yo, what's up, guys? No, I'm just excited to be here, man. Thank you for the introduction. I'm ready to, you know, chop it up with y'all. Yeah, absolutely. So, Troy, you're a uh, contributor for the Football Guys, also co-host of their uh, their mailbag show, and then also co-host of the Fantasy Football Football Confidential, which uh, we had your partner in crime, Linda, last week here. So uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was a good time with her. So, uh, yeah, you do a lot of good stuff, man. We're we're happy to have you on. But uh, before we get moving to the AFC West, let's do our beer of the week. Mm, beer. Troy, as guest of honor, you can go first, man. Sure. So I'm gonna disappoint the people. I don't have a beer, but <laughs> that's you know, all right. I got we, I got a high noon. discriminate. No problem. I got a high <laughs> noon, right? So like, good, I'm not a good. huge I'm not a huge seltzer person, right? But uh, you know, people have been hyping these up, right? Because I don't really like white claws. I don't really like Trulies. People are talking about these, so like, you know, I got me one, and you know, I have to admit, like, as, as a person who doesn't like seltzers, this is pretty good, right? It's chill, yeah. you know. It's so for me, I like it, right? It's refreshing, right? It doesn't. It's not like I'm probably gonna have to have like five of these to really like feel something, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's a nice chill drink. You're not trying to yeah. you know, turn up or anything, so I like it. Yeah, no, that's good. I uh, I have not I have not found one of those that I've liked yet, but I have not tried High Noon, so maybe I will give it a try. <laughs> yeah, so. I had I I went to the store tonight and picked up my my drink of choice for the, for tonight is uh I got I got to give a shout out to. To one of my my best boys here, DK Nugs, uh, DPC one four six. You know who you are. Um, New Trail Brewing Company is um, it, it's brewed up in Williamsport, PA, and it's like his go to now. And he's turned me on to it, and uh, I finally was able to pick some up because I work in PA, and I haven't seen it down here in Maryland yet. So I got the uh, the Gummy Bears uh, IPA. It's hmm. it's um it's a milkshake IPA which I haven't had a lot of these but this one this one almost tastes more like a sour to me it's, it's just got like some hints of uh this this lactose I guess it's brewed with the the vanilla orange and raspberries so that'd be the milkshake part it's, it's just, yeah I, <laughs> get out no way but then you said sour <laughs> then you talked about lactose so that's <laughs> Yeah, it's so, yeah. That didn't make sense. It's the 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 orange and raspberry is yes, like, kind of kicking in on the the, the yeah. after flow, I guess. And uh, it's it's pretty tasty though. I, I'm a fan of it. So, all right. So I'm drinking one of the ones that you dropped off in my place, AJ, and it's the uh, Firestone Walker Mind Haze Double IPA. Oh yeah. Uh, this is a this is a good one, man. I'm gonna probably yeah. rate this one like a four and a quarter. This is a tasty one, big time. Yeah, mine uh, haze I, is. I, yeah, Firestone the, is the regular mine haze delicious. is good. This one's. Oh, that one way crushed better. it. This <laughs> one's way it's better. Just <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take a couple of those. I, I yeah, I opened this <laughs> one. That's like, about it, because then my mind is in it. And I wait. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this one might go down fast, which is scary because it's eight point three. So. Yeah, these these doubles are uh, are it's no joke, man. Three and it's in a, a twelve ounce can. <laughs> this, hey, 
This one's That's a wild. seven two in a sixteen ounce can. So well, we usually do like wow. nines and tens in sixteen ounces. So yeah, it's, yeah. But, we're usually so. we're usually awesome at the end of the show, Troy. <laughs> Man, I'm not, I'm, see, I'm not going to tell you this one has only got four point five. So I'm going to hey. be the most sober one after this. Probably will be. <laughs> All right, man, let's jump into this AFC West. Once this is done, but let's jump into the AFC West here. And, um, you know, we, we like to kick things off not with typical fantasy questions, but just NFL football questions, right? Um, and obviously, the Chiefs are the king of this division, as they should be, right? I mean, honestly, though, like, do you think any team has a remote chance of taking them out? I say remote. I guess you got to give it to the Chargers, right? Mm. But at the same time, like, they're the only one who's going to really put up a fight. You know, like, Denver has a good defense, but their offense isn't good enough to really compete. So, for me, I'm just like, they may don't have competition, but if I have to give a nod to anybody, it's got to be, you know, the Chargers. They have a, they have a vastly improved offensive line. You know how good Justin Herbert is. You know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. The defense mm. is hopefully, you know, going to be coming to life more this season. And, yeah, so I'll say I'll give them a nod, but they they still don't have a chance, but they have the by far the best chance in the division. Yeah, I agree with that, AJ. Yeah, I, I mean, Denver's got some talent. You know, they've got Melgo. They've got, you know, an, an awesome receiving core. Um, Judy is just incredible with his route running. So I would love to see him actually play with a quarterback shit, maybe like Justin Herbert. I, that would just mm-hmm. be disgusting um, and, and would definitely challenge the Chiefs at that point. But, I mean, it's it's hard to go against Big Red. It's hard to go against Patty Mahomes. I mean, there's so much talent on that, that team. So good. <laughs> it, it's It's just so good. All the way around. I mean, yeah. every facet of that team is is phenomenal. So it, it's it's hard to go against them. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would have to lean towards LA. I mean, if anyone's yeah. going to challenge them, you know, the Raiders. I mean, they've they've got a couple of good pieces, but they're about sixteen. Oh. Uh, AJ, uh-oh. uh oh, where'd we go? <laughs> can you can you hear me? I can, can hear you, me. but you are gone. <laughs> okay, um, let me. Uh... Maybe maybe uh, figure some things out, and I'll talk to Troy here for a second. Um, so, Troy, the next question um... we had with this is, you know, we we talked about, and I think we got him back, but uh, <laughs> we we talked Man, about, uh, and we're back. Yeah, we have no idea. So the next question we had with this was, uh, you know, obviously Denver is people have high hopes for them. They did last year. It didn't work out. Obviously, the quarterback situation is the biggest problem there, as every you know, as most people think. You know, if if they don't figure it out this year, like what what are the what are the odds you think they just go straight after a quarterback next season in the 100, draft? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like I feel like it's Drew Lock. One, I don't. He'd have to have an unbelievable season to me for the Broncos not to be in the market for a QB next year. Like, I just don't see it happening. I think, like, he could be fine. I know there's, like, you know, some injury concerns and things like that with Drew Locke, but it's like 
I feel like we always have to give him excuses, right? Like, you know, the most memorable thing about him is, you know, on the sideline, we was rapping to, like, you know, the Jesus. <laughs> song, right? That's what I think about when I think of Drew Locke. And, you know, we've seen, like, <laughs> That's some, true. And we've seen Sad, some flashes. Yeah, we've seen some flashes of, like, a competent QB, but he's not going to be, like, a franchise saver. He's not a franchise quarterback. And there's no one who could convince me otherwise. Like, he's fine. Like, he's a fine quarterback, but I just – and he's young. I know, again, you can give him a lot of excuses, but what we've seen from him, it doesn't show me, okay, like, this guy is going to be the man who's going to take the Broncos to the playoffs. Like, no, he's just not that dude. Hmm. And I think he could be – again, he might have – if he has an okay season, he's going to get his job replaced. He literally has to do something phenomenal for them not to be looking for a quarterback next year. Yeah. I mean, and they, they brought Bridgewater in this year. I mean, I, I love Bridgewater in college. I thought he was a phenomenal college quarterback. Uh, obviously, the college game is yeah. a lot different. But, you know, he never really got a good shot in the NFL until last year. I feel like he finally had a spot um, and then Denver brings him in. And then it's like, immediately they're talking about trading for Aaron Rodgers. It's like, oh, if yeah, I'm Teddy Pritch, I'm like, <laughs> man, come on. <laughs> like, what do I got to do around here? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, if you get replaced I, by Aaron Rodgers, you've got to understand. Well, <laughs> like, great. I mean, first ballot hall of famer, uh, of course, but, I mean, it's just it's just like a run of horrific luck for Bridgewater. Well, it's like it's like, like it's almost like Tyrod, right? It's like yeah. Tyrod's a solid quarterback. Yeah, solid quarterback, just like Bridgewater. Like he can run a team, but he just keeps getting replaced. And there's a reason yeah. for that, AJ. Like, let's be honest. There's oh, a yeah. reason for that. So, yeah, <laughs> we can probably move on here. What up to the NFL game? Yeah, so we can probably move on here to the quarterbacks and. uh Run through some ADP real quick for these guys. Mahomes at one, obviously. Justin Herbert, seven. Derek Carr at 24. Teddy's at 35. Then Locke's at 36. I mean, people just obviously writing these guys off big time. The only league I've obviously ever seen them drafted in is Scott Fishbowl because there's like 45 quarterbacks that get drafted (laughs) in Scott Fishbowl. So it is what it is. But uh, let's start off here with Kansas City. There's really... You know, obviously, not a lot of people have a lot of concern, but I just want to ask your opinion here. Like, any concern at all with Mahomes and this toe injury, which he dealt with in the playoffs, and you know, we had surgery on it. Like, any any concern at all that this lingers into the regular season and it affects his performance at all? No, I mean, it's pretty much <laughs> zero. Like, not even yeah. a little bit. Like, and I and I get the question. Like, look, it's we don't want to take injuries too lightly because again that's something that he had to deal with and obviously i believe that obviously played a part in the playoffs and in the super bowl but you know what i believe that coming into the season i I just don't see it being a huge factor that we would need to be talking about i think he's going to be fine he has plenty of time to recover from it so i'm not too worried about it totally not afc west related but did y'all hear about tom brady was dealing with an MCL tear. Yep, the like, whole season. Yeah. What? And he said nothing. He's like, and got to the eh. won the freaking Super Bowl. It's like whatever. That's insane. To I me. didn't like, care because I wanted to be out of New uh, New England so bad that I actually tore the MCL while running <laughs> to the plane to leave town. <laughs> And That's really funny. guess what? That is funny. I got another ring. So. Like, 
Uh, yeah, no, dude, that, that was crazy. But, uh, yeah, he got surgery on it. So that, that it'll be sort of interesting to see how that affects him this season. Cause that's not a, I mean, that's, that's not a minor injury at all. Like no. turf toe, I guess not super minor. We've seen that affect players long-term for a while there, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, let's, that's an easy question. It's like, no, I know. Moms? No. Right, that was a layup. That was a layup. Now let's get into yeah. some hard ones. Go for it, AJ. <laughs> that was like giving Ben Simmons a free throw and him actually making it. So, oh no, let's not talk about Ouch. Ben Simmons. I am, him. dude. I, I can go on a tangent about him. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll say we'll save that for after after yeah, the show. Yeah. I mean, at least we, you know, when we, Troy, when at least Troy finished that, you're, that you're answer done, in ten seconds. I'm like Giannis. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but do you like Ben Simmons? Is that is that where I'm? What I'm hearing, is there, is there? I think he's a fine look. I'll just say that <sighs> an all-star player in Game Seven, only scoring five points. That's all you need. That's all I need to say. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Nope. Exactly. All right. So back to some other uh, perennial all-stars, uh, Locke and Bridgewater. Um, so which one of these two guys actually provides Denver the best fantasy bargain? Um, or not necessarily Denver, but for Denver, for their managers. Um, and do you trust either one of these guys in a, in a super flex or two quarterback league? So I say that their value is pretty much even, right? But I'll, I'll just go lock just because he's been in the system longer. And I know Teddy had a good year last year, you know, in terms of for Teddy standards. Yeah, he had a solid year, but I'll just mm-hmm. go with lock because you know what? I know that Locke's going to target his guys, and I don't. To me, like I, I view Locke as the starter, so I'm just going to go with Locke there. I think both of these guys are QB threes for your superflex team, right? If you're relying them as your QB two, yeah. it's hopefully a bye week. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's not someone that those aren't guys you want to have to start. But again, if you have to fill them in your lineup, I think they'll be fine. But yeah, I'll, I'll go Locke. I'm not super excited about him. But I think, like, um, it, yeah, I'll, I'll go lock again. I want – I am a Teddy fan too. But, you know, and last year, you know, he did some things. Surprisingly, last year, one thing I was surprised about is how often he rushed because Teddy was never known to be, like, a rushing quarterback. But he ran a lot last year for whatever reason. Yeah. But – so I don't know if he would possibly bring that element, you know, if he happened to be the starter. That would be kind of interesting. But I think it's Locke's job to lose. Yeah, I agree. I, I think of the two, Locke has the upper hand, um, even though Bridgewater had a decent season last year. Um, I mean, he was a bit of a runner in college, not not as much. But, yeah, last year was just an anomaly. I mean, I don't know if he was just like, hey, look, I finally have a chance to play, so I'm, I'm just going to do whatever and uh, see what happens. Maybe someone will sign me. Oh, hey, what's up, Denver? Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I think Locke's got the upper hand, and uh, like I said, I mean the receiving core there is 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 very very good. So if Locke can get the ball to them, they're they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be an interesting uh, interesting combination. But other than that, I'm not really interested in these guys. Yeah, no, I, I mean in in normal redraft leagues, like you're not going anywhere near these guys, and, and even if you know, one sort of takes over. I don't think we care. Um, I'd be very shocked if we're like running to the waiver wire to pick them up. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's unless, 
every other quarterback is injured in your league. And we've had weeks like we've had years What's like up, that. QB1? So unfortunately, uh but yeah, I, I we hear good things out of camp from from Locke so far. Not camp, you know, whatever it is right now, you know, OTAs. It, take that for what you will, but uh, you know, I you would rather hear good things than bad things, and and that just leans me toward what you're saying, Troy. Where I think this is Locke's job to lose, um, and so the ADP being Bridgewater thirty five and Locke thirty six sort of is weird and like in Scott Fishbowl you didn't see it going that way at least not in the, not in my league or any of the uh, mocks I did Locke always went before Bridgewater uh, so I'm actually yeah. shocked to see all fantasy pros um, that Bridgewater is going early maybe people right. just buy into the oh well Locke is terrible and well we know he is but Bridgewater came in and <laughs> he's gonna he has to be the guy right yeah I want to say I'm, pull, I'm trying to pull my grid up. I think the the same guy has both of them in my league. That's that's I mean that's yeah, if, if, you're, yeah. if you're gonna do it, Damn, that's the way to he's do it. All about the West. Put it that way. He's our our twelve. Um, uh, he's from IDP guys actually. Andrew Bidlake. Um, hey, oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, if you can do it, there's a couple teams like that where the quarterback situation is sort of iffy. If you yeah. can get both. The, like like the Saints, right? Get the Saints guys. Get mm-hmm. uh, get the Denver guys. Like those are the two teams that I can think of right at the top of my head. Those are the teams where like if you're gonna draft San one, Fran. you've got to go both. Who? San, San Fran. Fran. Yeah, San Fran. Uh, well, the problem is is Wilson's going really early. You're not Wilson. Um, Lance. Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. Trey yeah, Lance the, is going. He went really early in draft. So like, at least with QB at least with the other two teams that I mentioned, like they're all going really late. Oh man, yeah. Trey Lance went like QB eighteen in mine, and I was like, "Whoa, have fun!" That same guy, <laughs> that same guy, uh, he was at the one two. Um, he's got, he's got both of them. Him and Garoppolo, mm. he got his QB thirty four. So it's like, okay. yeah, I mean, Garoppolo went dirt cheap. Oh yeah, but yeah, that was uh very interesting. But uh, all right, next question here, we're gonna jump into the the Chargers, and um, I mean, honestly, like, is there if somebody like we all know this offense is going to be lit, like you know, as you mentioned earlier, but if besides Herbert injuring himself, <laughs> is there any one player like if he goes down, like, oh, Herbert's not going to be what we think he's going to be? Yeah, I would say. Well, I think Keenan Allen. I think yeah. he, if if Keenan Allen gets hurt, and then I think second would be Austin Eckler, right? Because yeah. Obviously. Those are those are the two best offensive weapons. Another thing I say if I'm gonna go kind of like on a, I would say and this most likely isn't gonna happen, right? But let's say another thing that might hurt him, and let's say that you know it's a different, it's not Anthony Lynn anymore. It's gonna be a different offensive system. What if like near the goal line they just run the ball in, right? And obviously that takes points away from Herbert. Yeah, maybe that might hurt him too. I mean, I don't expect that. I expect you know Herbert to get his touchdowns and still be great. But, you know, there's always a possibility. We don't know exactly how the offense is going to look now under this new regime. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'd say overall, I think Herbert's a locked in QB1. But, you know, there's different factors that could definitely affect his outlook for sure. Yeah, I mean, one thing to look at there, too, with with L.A. was the defense. The defense faced some pretty major injuries last year um, with, uh, with Derwin James and then um, Bosa missed four games too. Yeah. So 
you know, if if those two guys alone are healthy, I mean, that changes the whole landscape for that defense. Again, it is a new coaching system, so I don't know how that'll play into everything yet. You know, that's a kind of TBD, but I mean, those, those are two key players for that defense. And if they were healthy all season long, things might have been a, a little bit different. A little more conservative on the on the offensive side. Yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, all last right. question for quarterbacks. All right, so quarterbacks, we're going to wrap it up here with the Raiders. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I told you, I'm, I'm in like baseball home run derby mode and, uh, you know, and Berman wasn't there. <laughs> going, <laughs> 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 yeah. Damn it, still going back. No, uh, so can Derek Carr somehow manage to turn into at least a streaming quarterback with this ridiculous crop of young wide receiving talent? I think he can. So last year, he finished as the QB 13, right? So it's not like Derek Carr doesn't have the bit. Granted, a lot of that had to do with Darren Waller. So this year, he still has Darren Waller. So he's still going to be the number one target. So as long as he has him, that's obviously going to benefit Derek Carr. And and the whole wide receiver core, it's definitely up in the air, right? So I'm assuming Henry Ruggs is going to be the one but they've just brought in John Brown. Mm. So John Brown, for me, I think that some people are undervaluing him in his career. As long as he's been healthy, he's been a viable fantasy option, not like a wide receiver one, but he has the ability to produce like, you know, maybe low end wide receiver two numbers. If that he's going as like wide receiver 57. Right. And I know they have like Brian Edwards there, but to me, I'm not, I'm not, a super, I'm not a Brian Edwards guy, but I know he dealt with injuries last year, so maybe that's not fair to him. So, again, we have no idea who the wide receiver one on the team is going to be. I think there's going to be rugs because of the draft capital they spent on him. They want him to be the one. But they I think they targeted him last year, though. That's tough they to didn't. say, man. And really I, but, say. but I think they're going to make it a priority to, you know, get him more involved in the offense because he is talented. He's more of like a speed guy. So I think they're going to make it more a priority. So I do think – I, I, so. I am worried about that offensive line, though. It is a lot worse. They traded guys. They cut guys. So I am worried about that for Derek Carr. But I think he could be a viable streaming option. I'm just not extremely excited about it. He is good for Superflex. I mean, not Superflex. Scott Fishbowl. I took him into Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, he fits that format because he's an accurate quarterback, and you know they. He's they even better at Scott play. Fishbowl, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because so, of the efficiency, I paired him with Waller. So boom. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Loved I was it. Trying to, and then you guys were like, "No, go Wentz, go Wentz." You specifically. <laughs> I mean, granted, I. I Think when you bossed your first quarterback pick, at least I got Brady. I forget who your first quarterback pick was. Yeah, it was Wentz. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, no. Yeah, so you had to go upside. Yeah, you couldn't exactly. go safe with Carr at that point. That's why I said it. No, no. Uh, I mean, I, if he would have came back to me, then then I would have got 100%. Yeah. Did he come back to me? No. Your boy, <laughs> your boy Bidlake got him uh, right four picks later. I was like, mm. ah, okay, there it goes. All right, well, let's jump into some running backs here. So running backs were honestly a little more interesting. So we got Austin Eckler at 10, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 16, Josh Jacobs at 18, 
Melvin Gordon at 28, Javante Williams at 30, Kenyon Drake at 35, Justin Jackson at 69, Joshua Kelly at 77. And then, um, so first question here, we're going to go back to the Raiders here right away. And um, the the question sort of interesting. Uh, you know, it's just like, what happened to Josh Jacobs that they had to bring in Drake and now Jacob's stock has fallen dramatically, obviously because of it. But like, what happened? I mean, like Jacobs was a top. He was a first round pick two years ago. I think he was a second round pick last year. Now he's going. I mean, 18th running back off the board seems sort of early for him. Honestly, um, I had not seen him go that early in a while. <laughs> so I got a lot to say about the subject, right? So. Do I feel that Josh Jacobs is extremely talented, right? When he gets the opportunity to. And if for some reason, John Gruden does not like using him in the passing game. It's the most bizarre thing in the world because in college. He's talented. You know, he's he talented and he could catch the ball. But for whatever reason, they he rather use like Booker and like Jalen Richard, like and, and, you know, just throwing everybody on the field but Jacobs. And then you bring Kenyon Drake in, who's a very talented running back. He had a good year in, with the Cardinals last year. Right. And they also gave him a decent contract. It wasn't just like regular backup money. They gave him a decent amount of money. So for me, I think not only is he going to take away work on third downs in the passing game, he's also going to take away rushes from Jacobs, right? And I think he's going to be one of those annoying running backs who's going to like steal goal line touchdowns, right? I think it's Jacobs is still the RB1, but I believe that all these things are factoring into why Jacobs is, you know, lower. And also, like I just talked about, the offensive line is worse. So you have a worse offensive mm. line. You have a more talented running back coming in. Like, these aren't good signs. And you already aren't getting targeted. So you're probably not going to get more <laughs> targets now based off of all these scenarios. So I am very skeptical of Jacobs. But, again, it's like a format like Dynasty. This is the perfect time to read, like, try to buy him because everyone's so low on him. But yeah. I, I just hate it, you know? Yeah, it's tough, man, because, like, you think about it, like, you know, last year they were pumping up Jacobs. They're like, oh, we're going to get him, you know, a bunch of more, you know, work in the passing game and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's, that was a big thing coming out of camp. And they did. They they legit did. Um, then they bring in Drake, who I think we can all argue, arguably say that he's probably better pass catching than Jacobs yeah. at this point, uh, especially with what he's done as a, in his NFL career. They're both 1,000-yard rushers. Um, they're... It's just like it's just a crazy mix. So yeah, I have steered clear of this backfield. I could be totally wrong. I mean, you know what's gonna happen, right? Like I'm gonna steer clear of it completely. One of these guys is gonna get hurt, and the other one's gonna be a top five running back, and you're gonna be like, damn it. <laughs> but it's like good good luck flipping that coin, you know, and being right. So that's that's the way I go about it. Yeah, I I mean, it's to me. I, I don't understand the the free fall for Jacobs other than the fact that Gruden was probably like, oh, wait, wait, we, we totally botched this because we, we just destroyed our offensive line. So now we need another running back. Quick, let's let's go out and get somebody else um, to help. Well, Richard and the, you know, Richard is gone, right? He's gone. And uh, no, I think he might still be still there. Yeah. There's one, one of their guys left. Booker is Booker, gone. Yeah, Booker's Booker gone. That's what it is. So Booker's gone. So they had to bring in somebody. <laughs> if you can get oh, yeah. Drake no, cheap. Because Drake was underutilized last year in Arizona. So they got him for cheap. Oh, exactly. Cheap-ish. And, <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, that's kind of Drake's career, though. He's been, like, just 
kind of this other guy that that's been in backfields throughout his yeah. career um, until he finally broke out uh, and, and got the chance with the Cardinals. So I think this, you know, another thing to look at too is the fact that we have an extra game um, that matters. So I think that you're going to see a little bit more uh, running back by committee this year than than we've really more? seen in the past. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, it's I mean, just been it's like, like every team but three. Climb. So now it's like this. <laughs> so it's it'll be interesting, but I, I'm staying away from this this backfield yeah. as well for now not even so. close so all right so moving on to kc um i mean is it basically okay to assume that that everybody in fantasy football we were a little early on the uh the ceh hype train um we'll say a year mm. um you know granted their backfield has thinned out a little bit since the off season. Um, so, or in the off season, I mean, what are, what are you looking at for, for Kansas city's backfield this year? Uh, I've been a lot to say about this. So last year, as you kind of alluded to, right. So once he landed at KC, he was the number one rookie in like rookie drafts. People were taking him in the, you know, back of the first, mid first, sometimes top five, like I he was supposed to be, six. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed really? to be like the, and everyone's talking about, Oh, he's going to, he was drafted to this team. You know, Mahomes handpicked him. He's going to get all these targets. And that didn't come to fruition. Like he didn't get the targets that we were expecting. And he had a very solid rookie season. The problem is based off of all the hype and where he was going, he needed to be like a finishing top five. And clearly that did yeah. not happen. And, you know, there was, you know, his demise of, oh, when Le'Veon Bell was signed, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, he's dead. And clearly Le'Veon Bell didn't do anything. Daryl Williams got a lot of work, but, you know, he's Daryl Williams. He's not anything special. So he's still there, but they didn't bring in another running back. They didn't draft another running back. So it's clear that, you know, CEH is still going to be the guy. The only thing that I'm going to be concerned about is kind of like last year, for some reason, when it gets to the goal line, the Chiefs do everything in the universe but run the ball. They do like reverses, they do flips, they do everything in the world, not, and then they just don't hand the ball off, which is bizarre to me. But hey, they, they it works. So, yeah. well, I wonder if that's because of that first game, right, where they tried to hand the ball off to Ch like three, four times in a row, and it was just like stuff, 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 and then like. It happened time and time again. Like he couldn't bust through, and so like maybe there's a reason for that. You know, they had to do those. You know, I know you're talking about those those little flips yeah. to Kelsey. Those things work though, man. They're like those are awesome. Uh, and you know, you do the little the, the little reverses to Pringle or or even uh, Tyreek, and he just so runs around the other side. You know, yeah. but it's always those little forward passes too, because it's always in front of Mahomes just to get him his fantasy stats. Yeah. Mahomes and Anders are loving it, but uh, <laughs> uh yeah, like three step, three step. No, no, five step, five step. Come on, forward. <laughs> no, no, it's literally like hike, pass forward. It's like a shuffle yeah. pass. It's like yeah. chest pass in basketball, man. Uh, yeah, it. I I'm sort of trying to like. I I have Ceh pretty low in my rankings as far as the, you know, as far as where he was last year. Like, but I'm thinking. 
I'm starting to like buy into this, like, well, maybe he's a little undervalued. Maybe this year, because they, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, Bell's not going to be around. They got rid of Williams, at least one of them. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, maybe this is going to be his year. Maybe he is, and he was banged up. You know, he, he got a lot of work at first, got banged up, brought in Bell, was still not, I think, 100% healthy. And so now maybe he can come into the season fully healthy with a real off season and be the guy and be the guy that we all thought he could be. I still probably won't draft him until the end of the second round, but you know, I've seen him go later than that. So yeah. if if he's sitting there, if I have an early pick and if he's sitting there at the end of the second round and I don't have a if I don't have a running back or if I want to go running back, quick come back with a top receiver, yeah, I mean, I think he'd be somebody I sh- be sure to target there. Like there's a lot of upside there with him. He's a super talented player. Um, and that offense is obviously like top notch. So uh, moving on here to Denver, let's talk about real quick here. <sighs> All right. So we got Javante Williams. We got Mel Gordon. The ADPs are really close. Um, but are we undervaluing Mel Gordon? And overvaluing Javante Williams just because Mel Gordon at this point is boring and Javante Williams is like the new rookie? I do think so. And the reason I say that, right, because obviously for redraft, I think we're overvaluing him a bit because I don't believe that Javante day one, week one, is going to be the RB1 of that offense. I personally don't. Because I believe that we've said this for years, right? Like Mel, people have wanted Melvin Gordon to fade away, yeah. and they always want like the backup running back to take over, right? Whether it's Royce Freeman, whether it's Austin Eckler, you know, everyone's expecting, you know, Melvin Gordon to just fade away and for some reason like not get the carries, or like Philip Lindsay, obviously too. Like people are always Lindsay expecting top notch, man. I love he was, him. but the problem is Melvin Gordon. He they always use him on the goal line. He's not. He's efficient. He's efficient in terms of scoring touchdowns, right? He's not yeah. efficient in terms of his yards. <laughs> oh, like, definitely he, not. <laughs> but but he gets but he gets the opportunity. And for me, I believe that, you know, I'd see you know maybe by the end of the season, Javante earns that RB one spot. But I feel like gonna the first wait a few while. weeks, he's going to wait a while. Like, Melvin Gordon is not going to hand the job to him, right? Like Melvin Gordon is good at what he does in terms of you know getting first, second down. He's Come a good rock. pass catcher and on the goal line. So I think that I think he's a little bit overvalued and people just don't like him. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. he's boring. It's the yards per carry argument that you hear all over the place with him. What's funny though, is like his yards per carry was actually pretty decent last year, 4.6. And That's people crazy. are just like ignoring that. I, I it's obviously been lower yeah, than that. Oh, that was past. an anomaly. That, that's oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, know. Sh- I mean, whatever. Like, so Oh, don't, don't forget. He was on the new point. team for once. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's been three and a half, three point nine, three point nine, then five point one in twenty eighteen, which was like an anomaly again, and then back to three point eight. But then it goes to a new team, it's at four point six. So it's like, well, okay, maybe that's a thing. But it got, of course he got hurt, and that didn't help. And yeah, it's just it's just this thing with Melvin Gordon. I get it. Like I still don't like him a lot because I think he is just sort of a guy. Um, he's not going to win you a league, honestly. But his ADP is so low. It's like, why not? Um. Yeah, I mean, I almost went after him in in Scott Fish, and here again, it's another, this close to getting another him. handcuff. Um, where the guy right in front of me picked Javante as RB twenty nine, 
and two rounds, three rounds later, came back and grabbed Gordon right before I had a chance to uh, in the 10th as RB35. It's like, all right, well, I, I still need quarterbacks, so I took Sam Darnold. Whatever. <laughs> um, I, I, as much as my team looks like hot trash, I don't know if it could be worse than the first two that I've put out there. Well, I, I actually considering have, all your quarterbacks got hurt the first couple of years. <laughs> well, yeah. That didn't help. People just <laughs> underperformed. Um, I mean, I made some some kind of mistake calls, I guess, early, but I, I went after my guys pretty much do, man. every round because I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to try this and see what happens. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, and I was good with it. So, all right, moving on here. Let's go back into the actual LAC scene here. Um, so, who should fantasy players be targeting behind Eckler in this backfield? You got Justin Jackson, and you've got uh, crap. I just had his name in front of me. Joshua Williams. Josh, yes, thank you. Josh Kelly. Yeah, Josh, Josh Kelly. Yeah, Joshua Kelly. Sorry, to say Williams. <laughs> we both screwed that up. Was the question not there? What? Oh, it's not in there. All right, it's sorry. Not- I yeah. wrote it on the show sheet. My bad. <laughs> Oh, no worries, but um, I'm going to go Justin Jackson. So I believe Justin Jackson because last year there was hype circling Joshua Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. He's in, and people were also talking about, oh, maybe he was going to you know, surpass Eckler. But in the opportunities that he had, he didn't look that impressive. And then when Justin Jackson wow. was healthy, he was playing ahead of him. And he was very involved in the passing game last year when Eckler was hurt. And then Joshua Kelly was the benefactor of Austin Eckler being hurt and Justin Jackson being hurt, right? That's why he saw more work. And then he was getting outplayed by um, Kalen Balazs, you know? So I'm like, to me, that tells me what I need to know about Joshua Kelly. Unless he's put in some serious work in the offseason, give me Justin Jackson. Yeah, I agree 100%. And that's why I took Jackson with my last, you know, well, second to last pick and fish, but the last one I made. And I took Daryl Williams because I took CH early. So I was like, Uh, yeah, those are good. Those are good guys are just sitting here as obvious handcuffs. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll take them. Yeah. And Um, and easy cuts when you need them to be. So that's perfect. So, all right, let's jump into the wide receivers, AJ. All right, so going with wide receivers, we've got Hill at one, shocker, uh, Allen at 10, Cortland Sutton, 32, Jerry Judy is 37, Mike Williams is 49, Henry Ruggs, first uh, charger, yeah, first uh, draft pick of <laughs> the Raiders, uh, 54, you got Nicole Hardman at 60, John Brown, 63, Josh Palmer at 78, Brian Edwards at 88, and Byron Pringle at 91. That's Brian Pringle, isn't it? Brian. Byron. It's Byron. It is Byron. 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 All right. It yeah. is Byron. Right. Sorry. Yeah, you have I Byron knew, there, I... I think. I said Byron first, and I was like, wait, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the chips guy. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So, so Joe, start us off with Denver. All right, man. So start with Denver. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about this already, but let's just think about, you know, depending on which 
quarterback is actually starting, which receiver benefits the most? So let's start with Locke. Like which which receiver benefits from Locke starting? I'll go Court and Sutton, and I know it's like you know it's close between him and Judy, but to me, I think Sutton is the wide receiver one on the team. So, mm. and I know that they have some rapport, and I, I know yeah. that Judy that, and Locke built something. Hey, you know, two years ago, year. they were good. Court yeah, and Sutton I'm, I'm was legit, go, dude. I'm gonna I like go that. Sutton. That's, that's where I was going to go. So is there any difference? And you can just answer no, and we can move on. If Bridgewater is under center. No, you know, I think it's going to be always sudden. sudden. You don't think Jerry Judy gets a little boost with anybody? Mm, not really. I think he's the other wide receiver, too. I think he's close. Maybe 1A, 1B. By yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm a big I, Judy fan. I think he's going to take a big step this year, honestly. I, I really do. But uh, – it's hard to surpass Sutton, who has done it before, and we know how good he can be. Um, yeah. I do think that him and him and Locke obviously have something. It will be very interesting to see, like if they throw in Bridgewater. Like the Denver Broncos are one of those teams in the preseason where I'm going to really watch, like see if they mix and match like starters on quarterback in the preseason games, right? With with games like one because there's only three now, right? Uh, so they're going to have to play the starters to, see, to figure some things out. If they put, I I would think they would put in lock one game and then Bridgewater the next and see who has the best chemistry. <laughs> Just, let's figure it out. Um, it will, but that will also tell you like who is Bridgewater looking at, who's Lock looking at, type of thing. That that will be a, a telltale sign right there. So my my thing is that you know obviously Lock and Sutton everything we literally have no idea with Bridgewater. So yeah, and, and the the. The one thing to take from this too is at least, you know, one of the things I look at in preseason is these backups because you have the backup quarterback who's usually practicing more with, you know, the lower receivers and and they start forming a nice chemistry, a nice bond. It doesn't always happen, but, um, you know, you've seen it with receivers. You've seen it with, uh, with tight ends, especially, I feel like too. Like those quarterbacks come in and then they're like, "Where's my safety net? Oh, it's this guy over here." And obviously, Judy is still granted he's he's wide receiver too, but it's uh, again a one A one B scenario. So I think he might get a little bit more of a boost with Bridgewater personally, um, because Locke just doesn't he either overthrows him or underthrows him for for whatever reason. Uh, it just seems like they just aren't on the same page. So. If Locke's in, I think Sutton is the obvious benefactor. If it's Bridge, I think Sutton's still the one, but I think Judy gets a boost. So going to LAC, uh, will Josh Palmer open the season in these three wide receiver sets for LA over uh, you got Guyton, you got Tyron Johnson, or is he more of a, a dynasty play for – this year yeah I'll, I'll keep it pretty brief i think he's more of a dynasty player i think that you know i think he's a cool sleeper but i think you know either guy in or johnson is going to be that you know that three you know hopefully palmer can you know outperform you know my expectations but i think he's more of a dynasty guy yeah i'm not really touching any of these guys so i think we can <laughs> move on here uh over to the Chiefs here, and you know everybody's always interested in the wide receiver too for the Chiefs, and I've shied away for years because of of Watkins, and I just want nothing to do with him for obvious reasons. But 
you know, now, you know, we're looking at possibly, uh, you know, Byron Pringle. We're looking at Demarcus Robinson, uh, you know, and and Harmon, right? I mean, like Hardman's who, who's going to be this wide receiver too in, in, in this, in this offense for real. And that yeah. we care about. <laughs> so it should be Miko Hardman, right? And I've been a Miko Hardman truther for years and it's been letting me down. So he should be it since Sammy Watkins is out, but you know, Byron Pringle, he's been getting a lot of hype, you know, and they gave him yeah. that tender and like, yeah, he's just some random guy, you know, Demarcus Robinson's still there too, and like he's yeah. like, and he's played ahead of Miko Hardman for years, so he might be the wide receiver too, right? It, these aren't sexy guys, but I, if I had to pick one, I'm gonna go Demarcus Robinson just because he's, I feel like he's on the field more in terms of snap percentage than the other guys, so I'll say Demarcus Robinson. It's not sexy, but I think it's gonna be him. Man, that is like. Far off the ADP. That not not to say you're wrong, but like, I mean, Hartman's being drafted. It's a 60th wide receiver right now, so yep. it's like, man. And and I didn't even list William or Robinson because he's not even in the top hundred. It's it's crazy. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, if you look at snap percentage from last year, Robinson's at 68 percent. Hardman was at 44. Exactly. Uh, Pringle's <laughs> not even on this damn list right now for some reason. Uh, I don't know why. It was, his, was pretty, his was pretty low. Like he, he was on the field, but like Robinson was by far like he kept out snapping everybody else. So to me, is Miko Harmon going to make that much of a step forward? Which I'm like, because yeah. last year I thought Miko Harmon had it, right? But he consistently kept playing behind Robinson. So to me, yeah. I think Robinson I get might spawn set too. Yeah, I, I'm all in on on Robinson this year. I think it's going to be him. Um, I, I just like the upside. And, and Pringle's got – he's had some good flashes and whatnot. Meikle's just been dis- disappointing, you know, as a second-round pick. So I think Robinson, you know, especially with, uh, with Sammy not being there this year, I think he might be able to benefit and pick up you know, a bigger portion of that target share that was going to Sammy Watkins. Um, and I mean, shit, we all know Sammy was good for like three touchdowns a game in week one, in week one. <laughs> and then, you know, like again, and then it was dead week 11, <laughs> uh, you know, because he was injured for weeks two through through eight and didn't do a damn thing from nine and 10. Um, I mean, that, that is kind of the, the scary part of this because, you still have Hill as as an obvious, you know, one A one B with with Kelsey. Um, Ceh is there. He could hopefully pick up some of that target share. Uh, you've got Daryl Williams. You, you still have Darwin Thompson. I mean, we didn't even talk <laughs> about him. I mean, I, I keep forgetting hype, about that guy. How much freaking hype train was that guy on? Holy. <laughs> so, uh, Crap. He was like middle like rounds of drafts every, that year that he was every drafted. Every single person was like, come on, eighth round. Come on. I need my Darwin. I need my Darwin. Well, and because then, their and then starters sucked. And everybody was so pissed off that they'd missed out on Darwin Thompson. And he did absolutely nothing. So Glad I got him nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. I, mean, I missed yeah. and won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a miss. I'm happy I took. Um 
But I, I, I agree. I think I think Robinson's the guy. I think he's just going to step up. I think he's going to have a good season. He's got a comfort level. And he hit all kinds of career highs last year. Granted, they weren't great career highs, but they were career highs for him. So he's only got up to go. 100%, man. All right. All right. Next. Sorry, I had to sip on my Florida man. You talked too much. You were thirsty. I was. I was. I get it. I, I get went it. on a bit of a rant there. So, I get uh, it. I get it. Troy, Troy's okay. not thirsty. You got it. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. See, Troy understands my plight. All right. So going back to the Raiders here. Now, we, we kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier with John Brown coming in and being a bit of a, you know, a quality play, but does – him being added to this receiving room, does it damage the value of Edwards or Ruggs any more than them just being in the Raiders receiving court? So the way I think of it is I think personally that it damages Brian Edwards more. I believe that so and I I'm kind of iffy about it, right? Because John Brown kind of fits a little bit about what Henry Ruggs does, you know, speed guy going down the field, but kind of like I alluded to earlier in the show, I believe they really want to be featuring rugs in the offense, right? I believe that, you know, they use that draft capital on him. So to me, I think rugs is safe. Brian Edwards, you know, he, he was drafted a few rounds after him. He doesn't have the same draft capital. I don't know how much they, you know, obviously they want him to do well. They believe in him. He has the body type of a wide receiver one, but John Brown, he's a, he's a vet. He's solid, so I believe that he will hurt Brian Edwards more than he will hurt Ruggs. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I totally agree. AJ, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like them bringing Brown in. Um, I think it was a good move because he is a, a quality player when he's healthy. Um, obviously, both of these guys, Edwards and Ruggs, dealt with their own injury issues last year, so. Now again, it's like Gruden being like, uh, uh, "We have two injury concerns. Let's we got we need more. We need more. Let's let's bring in a third one." And, and then this one's injured, and we have still have two good guys. And then you know, I I don't know. Um, I I think Brown. I I don't know if he necessarily damages the value of of either of these guys. I think they want their younger guys to be the go to. Um. And, and have Brown more as like a safety net. So I don't necessarily see it as detrimental. But again, if, if somebody's injured, then I think John Brown could jump in and, and step up and, and play well like we've seen in the past. And he is he's a good deep threat kind of guy. So I think that that alone might, you know, hit rugs a little bit more. But yeah, I don't know. I think John Brown's gonna be gonna be featured in this offense a little more than than everybody likes. Uh, he's not he's not being drafted that way. Um, well, he's being drafted below Rugs, but ahead of Edwards, which is right. Um, but I'd be afraid about how he actually doesn't mix well with Rugs either, especially the way they used him last year. 
because all they used rugs last year was like deep routes, and I don't think he should have been yeah. used that way. I think he's better than that. No. I think he's he's more of an intermediate guy. He just get the ball, get him in space, and run. Uh, he can go the deep, but when offenses realized that all they were using him for was you know deep routes, like okay, fine, that's all they were going to cover. So yeah, uh, maybe maybe that's what they brought in Brown for. Like, okay, hey Brown, now you go long. Now we're going to get our faster, younger guy the ball and go underneath. So. Again, a lot to a lot to digest here as as we see, you know go through camps and things like that. But that will be a, a situation that Oakland receive or Las Vegas, sorry, receiving core will be something that I would be paying attention to because I think there is value there to be found uh, for sure. Um, so moving on here to tight ends to finish up, we got the uh, the Travis Kelsey at number one, obviously. Uh, we got Waller at three. We got Noah Fan at seven, and then Jared Cook at nineteen. And then you know I was gonna list some of the other guys, but they just weren't there, so it didn't really matter. Um, like not even in the twenties, not even in the thirties. They was just like we're done. So uh, we're good. Yeah, um, this could I mean, be probably the quickest answer of the entire night. But AJ, go ahead. Is there any reason not to have Travis Kelsey as the fantasy? tight end one entering the season zero he's been the tight end one since 2016 he's gonna be the tight end one again that was probably the easy question yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was gonna say can can i chug while you're doing that because it'll be the shortest (laughs) chug of the night um yeah i I mean sure we done (laughs) moving on yeah so all right so there's a little bit of a debate here uh darren waller you know is he the tight end two or the tight end three with kittle um, entering the 2021 season. How do you see it? Darren Waller is the tight end two in the, for uh, among tight ends. And the reason why I feel that way is because we kind of alluded to it, right? The Raiders wide receiving core isn't that impressive. Darren Waller should still see more targets, right? And then also because the, eight, the offensive line for the Raiders is worse, I believe that Darren, the Derek Carr has to get the ball out quicker. And, you know, Darren Waller, you know, lower A dot. So I think there's just going to be more targets for him. With Kittle, I think he's still going to do his thing. But the San Francisco offense is – it's not like a normal offense, right? You know, they obviously are more run heavy. But also they just are so creative, right? They're just doing sweeps and right. all these different kind of ways of, you know, creative plays. And I think that might hurt Kittle – "Quote unquote," hurt Kittle slightly compared to like Waller getting his targets. Yeah, so so there, there's two things like it it is, it is a de- big debate in my head even still. Like Kittle has the injury history, which doesn't help. Uh, he's in an offense which you said is very creative, gives the ball out to many different people, but that also includes him, and he gets the ball out in space big time. And when he gets the ball out in space, man, he's a force. He's hard to bring down. So there's that. Then there's Waller, right, who is a target hog. But with the offensive line being worse, maybe I wonder if they're going to bring him in to block a little more. I don't know. That's just one thought I've had. I'm still Waller over Kittle because of the injuries more than anything. but And because I still think the wide receiving core is not quite there for the Raiders, and Waller is going to be like the wide receiver one on that team. But I, I wonder if – because the offensive line isn't good, and they're gonna, have to, they might bring him in to block a little more. That we're overvaluing Waller just slightly. 
Uh, I don't know. I think he's going to be – I still think he's going to be solid at tight end. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think he's fine. But, you know, he's being drafted like – I've seen him go like I, – I took him at 1-8 in Scott Fish. So, I'm hoping I'm right <laughs> there. But, uh, you know, in normal redraft leagues, I see him go mid-second, late-second at worst. You know, I just wonder if that's worth it considering the change in the offense. I think it is. I mean, you're you're looking at a guy who we've already said is the target hog of the team. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs isn't taking any targets away from him. We know but that. But now they brought in Drake, right? They brought in Drake, okay. and so if they're not gonna if they're not gonna release Waller as much because of the offensive line, they need help to protect maybe. Carr. Well, again, you know, maybe this they, is something to think about. Yeah, but maybe they brought Drake in. To help protect, or they're going to throw Jacobs no. out to help protect, <laughs> or those two are just going to be PPR monsters because Carr is going to be running for his life and be like, ah! and just yeah. throw the ball six yards across the field, and they're sure. going to take it and run. Um, hopefully, you know Waller just goes and pushes them out the way and catches it and then goes. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I like Waller. I'm just trying to be devil's advocate, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I could, I can see that, but I, I'm not worried about about him being held back as much, especially knowing and owning Kittle uh, for for multiple years and dealing with the injuries. Knowing that history, yeah. it, it's a run first team, and they have 15 different running backs that they can <laughs> pass the ball off to. Um, and then they, they also have like it. three pretty decent, like two or three di- pretty and decent receivers. They're all kind of the same. Good. Brandon Ayuk is good, right? And I probably butchered his name. I don't know. Ayuk, Ayuk, I don't fucking know. Nanook, uh, whatever. <laughs> the guy in the igloo can catch a fucking ball. Um, oh my god, but it, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of options that are trustworthy in San Fran, yeah. In LA or sorry, LV. I, I mean, they're trust hard not to do that, right? <laughs> um, I you know it, down in Oakland, you know, uh, but no, it's uh, it, it's Waller. Uh, I, I mean, I, it's it's almost like a two A two B. Both of yeah. them are gonna be studs, and both of them are gonna get the ball, but. You know, you're not going to go wrong with either one unless you're looking from it, uh, you know, from a health perspective. Then you've got to go. Yeah, I think that's why it gives Waller the boost is he's generally been healthier than Kittle. So that's why we do it. And you've just screwed both of our Scott Fish teams. Thanks. Um, You did already by drafting him. That would have been me. You know that. You drafted him, so we're done. Goodbye. Yeah, but then do you want me to reel off the – uh, you know, land of confusion drafting that I did. I, I'll do that later. No, 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 right. no, no, no. So, um, LA, I mean, it's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll say a, a much less stable, uh, tight end situation. This is probably another just, you know, layup shot here. Uh, but rank the top three tight ends as you see them in their production. For 2021, you've got Donald Parham, you've got old man Jared Cook, and you've got Trey McKitty. 
I say it's Jared Cook, space, 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 Carl, <laughs> space, space, Trey McKinney. Theme of speech. You mean you mean you mean, you mean the answer? You mean the answer bar? Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're, we're doing bar. paragraphs at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I get of, it. Of Microsoft Word, where you do the the little red corrections and just <laughs> skip a ton of space. Yeah, it, of course yeah. it's Jared Cook. I mean, Par- I, I was reading this question. I'm like. Par- Parham's Parham's it was, was sexy last year, and well, sexy right after Hannah Henry got sure. you know, oh, yeah. traded, week, and now yeah. Cook is like oh, all right. But like I get it though, like Cook in some degree is like you know, he's old. He's just kind of a touchdown red zone guy, short yarded. Like, but he's but, but it works. Matter. I'm like sarcastically calling him old. He's good. He was, but good. he is old. But it's fine. Oh well, yeah. Okay. So he's lost a step. He's still better right now than Antonio Gates in his you know post prime. That's that's how I look at Cook, and I love me some Antonio Gates. So yeah, that means in 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 a very bad. very deep league, I'm semi interested in Parham. Like especially in Dynasty, I might take a stab at him. Yeah, late. Dynasty one. Because um, I think the guy's talented. Yeah, I'm just, I, I, and you know, Cook's probably what there for a year. <laughs> like, yeah, how, I mean, how much longer Cook are we really gonna be there? So like, in a Dynasty league, Parm, Parm sort of says, uh, you know, rank. Them oh, I know. Oh, so I get it. Yeah, if he's there for a year, that would be uh, 2021. Um, we we're following that. Yeah. So yeah. So let's finish off the tight ends here and, and close things out here real quick. Um, moving on to Denver, a little more interesting. So we got Noah Fant there, and obviously he he's the man. Um, where in the pecking order of targets does he actually fall? I mean, we've got Judy, we've got Sutton, we've got Lindsey, we've got Mel Gordon, we got Fant. There's others, right? I mean, Tim Patrick, if you really want to get crazy. Like, there's guys there, man. Like, where does Fant really fall in the pecking order of targets? And, I mean, he's going tight end seven. Should he be? He's going – he's three. So, Sutton, Judy, and then Fant to me. Okay. Because I feel like – and the thing about it, and also him and Locke, they definitely have a great, you know, chemistry and relationship. It's just – yeah, but you definitely – He's the third option on the team. I, you know, he's gonna have to rely on touchdowns. Like, hopefully, he's efficient and you yeah. know. But he's a leg enough where he, I don't think he needs a lot of volume to be able to, you know, yards after catch and do his thing after the catch. So we're gonna have to rely on that for him to, I think, be you know, be in that middle tier or like maybe the higher end of that middle tier of tight ends. He's gonna have to be efficient. But I think he's third on the team in terms of targets. I think it'll be close, honestly. I, I, I do I do think that um somebody said Denver. Yes we did. Um <laughs> Davis is a big Denver fan, even though he didn't want to admit it. Yeah. But yeah, he um I, I think it's gonna be close with Fan to you know, third yeah, he'll probably out out target Gordon and Lindsay and, and or not Lindsay. Gordon, Javante Williams, and, um, and and those guys, but I'm not sure it's going to be enough to where he really could be tight, even tight in seven. Like I'm sort of off fan. Like I just don't know if a the quarterback play is going to be there enough to matter. Uh, and even if he does get third in targets, do we care? Because the quarterback play kind of sucks. 
Now you throw in Rogers, we're talking a whole different story here. Right. We're good. We need to redo the show if Rogers shows up. So you're gonna come back in, in you know, a week and a half, Troy, if that happens. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, but yeah, it, it's just, it's just a weird situation where like you might be able to rely on like one or two receivers, and then like the you know maybe maybe one running back if they can get it right there. Other than that, I'm just kind of off this team. Like I just don't love it. Um, so that's my feeling on, on Fant there. Uh, I, I think you you cannot forget about Mr. Albert. I'm totally going to butcher this. Akwiagbanam. <laughs> I, I just call him um, Alberto. I know. Albert, I was, oh, I was yes. thinking that. I was just like, Albert, okay. I mean. That's, that's I, yeah, I that's what they right say. It's I mean, good enough. He's he's 23. He's 6'5", 255. The dude is huge. Doesn't matter. I mean, he's he's built. He's an offensive lineman. <laughs> well, he, he's built for, for for being a tight end. He catches. So the he's ball. a blocking tight end, is what you're saying. Mm, I think he's more than that, personally. Um, I think he's more than that too. Yeah, I I think he's going to get a little bit more involved this year. Um, so but. he would be like a a sleeper. You know, week three random pickup uh, for some turd injury that you have in Scott Fish. Why not? I mean, tight end bonus. Target 22 round flyer. Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> no, I'm not saying draft the guy. I'm saying no, no, yeah, yeah, no. Like week three pickup. Yeah, and, and a 22 round, 22 mm. roster size mm-hmm. Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, fine. Normal leagues? Nah, we're good. Anyway, Troy, yeah. uh, that's all we got, man. Um, before we let you go, we want to let you have your, your spot and let us know what you got going on. Sure. Well, guys, you can find me on Twitter at TKingMode. You can also find me if you're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok at TKingMode as well. I'm at the football guy, so I'm a contributor. You can find my articles there. I have a Hopkins article, Chubb article, nice. and I have a Dolphins Outlook article. And I'm one of the co-hosts <laughs> <Yeah>. of- <laughs> And I'm one of the co-hosts of the Football Guys Mailbag Show. We air every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And right after that, I am one of the co-hosts of Fantasy Football Confidential at 9 p.m. Eastern. So check that out. Again, I appreciate you guys for inviting me on. It was a fun show. And appreciate everybody rocking with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. And uh, good luck in fish this year. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. We'll, we'll See in the finals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, all three of us, right? No, I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm winning it. I've already told you some of my quality picks, so yeah. <laughs> I so maybe just me and Troy <laughs> went off the rails in around 18. Went with some Tebow action, uh, and then came back and Tebow. And, good God, come on! Oh, man, trying to win. I don't I think told I, you, I don't even. I, I went for my it. guys. Jordan Yikes. Love could be a huge hey, you know hit. that 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 I don't hate that. Round honestly, hate late, it. late, that could be a monster pick. Honestly, then I don't I hate that Williams, one. But Justin Tebow. Jackson, I've got one more pick. Tebow's going to end up with we, he's going to be this year's Taysom Hill and get quarterback <laughs> eligibility for one <laughs> week, and I'm going to be that guy going, "Told you, see, fuck it," and then and then I'm going to pay three quarterbacks. Is that the week. fact that Taysom Hill is playing tight end? No, no, it doesn't matter. Exactly. No, no, it's not going to work. No, nope, exactly. doesn't work. All right, man, Troy. 
Thank you for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Uh, have a good night, brother. Absolutely, guys. All right, man. Thanks. All right. So, uh, I don't know. Any, any other fun stories? Uh, I'm afraid to ask that question, AJ. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, now <laughs> that, that you've opened the floodgates. Uh, I had no more beer, so you need to shut up, actually. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? A beer. Because I only do 12ers, and I usually have a 16 out of 12. It lasts me the whole time. I was drinking fast. I didn't even go on vacation, and you disappoint me. What? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I still have another one. Sorry, I I don't have a cooler next to me like Push it through the screen. Well, get yourself a fucking cooler. Do you need a mini cooler? I've got like 17 of them. Yes, fine. You need to build me a desk, and I need a mini cooler. I will. I will have a special, you know, hook for your headphones. Hey, you know what? You know what? Need a hook, and then a. a, We can talk. We'll talk off air. But I, I I have a, I have the perfect solution for this. We'll talk off air. Anyway, let's let's cool the let's uh, end the show. Kill. Cool. cool Everybody, cool out. Chill out, motherfuckers. Just kidding. All right. Uh, Let's. If I'm not stressed out about my kid enough and like my neck is hurting and stuff, and I'm stressed out about you, man. Um, what? I, yep. About it's, your, it's your fault. I'm good, man. All right. We, uh, we're going to end the show, guys. Uh, so next hit week. Hit the freaking button. Next Jeff, week. Please hit the button. Hey, hey, no, shut up. Hit next the button, week. Jeff. Next week. We are doing NFC East with none other than Steffi Smalls, another friend of all these. Uh, Fancy football confidential crew that we that we've been bringing on. So good guys here, good good crew here. So uh, looking forward to it. So next week, that's what we're doing. I'm done. Thank you. We are Jeff. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) We are. Oh, am I supposed to? I think I I usually hit the out button. That's right.